The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Good afternoon. I'm calling to order the uh, City Council budget study agenda. Um, and starting off, we'll announce where we're calling in from because, um, in accordance with the emergency orders, we. Um, yeah. Sorry, nothing. That was just. <laughs> my computer did, just did some craziness. Sorry. Ah, okay. So um, the emergency order requires us to have to um, let, you know, announce where we're at. So um, I am calling in from Oakland County in Lathrop Village, Michigan. Bruce Canner, Lathrop Village, Oakland County, Michigan. Ian Ferguson, Palm Beach County, West Palm Beach, Florida. And that's all we got, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, that must be nice, Ian. Yeah, it's nice to see the parents. I'm feeling good about it. Good. Finally, after a year and a half. Oh, that has to be great. Wow, I know. That's really good. Um, first up, um, uh, discussion items is the Downtown Development Authority fiscal year 2021-22 budget. I'm assuming that um, Ms. Susie Steck wants to start it. No? Yes? Maybe? Sure, I'll start it. Absolutely. So um, the DDA met back in April uh, to uh, adopt their budget. We did make a few minor changes. It's overall, um, you know, it's still fairly conservative. Um, numbers uh we had a a pretty solid uh bump in our uh tifa back in 1920 um and that was due to the michigan first uh edition so uh not knowing what covid was going to do to the dda budget we um we kind of budgeted uh like i said fairly conservatively for for this year at 255,000. Um, and we've actually at the, the board decided to increase that um, revenue projection to, to be uh, 305,000 and our expenditures are lined up um, with that, that estimated um, or anticipated revenue. Um, there, the, the budget itself, uh, most of the items remain fairly consistent. Uh, we did balance it out with the cost share agreement that um, we worked on in the late fall, which was adopted in January. So all of those numbers have been incorporated into this upcoming budget. So uh, for example, we've got uh, Rami's code enforcement salary in there. We've got, um, we've got the, the landscaping responsibilities for the mate for city hall, the flower beds, um, the the mowing contract for six ninety six, uh, some additional, and some additional items like uh, I think 
we've got web shared website costs um, and some other things that I'm totally blanking on right now. But so the point is that that cost share agreement and uh, the budget numbers are now lined up. Um, we did also um, make, we will be adopting at the, at their meeting on Friday, um, the same fund balance um, policy that, that you all considered, I believe at your last meeting. So we're gonna adopt that policy and set aside funds specifically for the Southfield Road project, which is gonna be in 2024, and then set aside another 91,500 for operating reserves. So um, I'm happy to answer any questions you may have. That was all pretty self-explanatory. Appreciate it. Is there um any other or any questions at all? No. You did a great job, Susie, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. We're gonna move on then to the fiscal year 2021-22 rate and fee schedule. All right. Yeah, it says that, but then the next thing in the packet is the budget. Yeah, I think I didn't include it, although it was in your agenda packet, but that was the information that was related to the um, commercial and residential rental um, licensing and inspections, and it was presented to you at the last study session, but I think you wanted a comparison of current rates, and was that in the regular agenda packet? I don't recall, Susie. I'm looking through it right now. It, it, um, was in, it was in the regular agenda packet. I'm just looking to see if it's in the okay. study session packet. I don't see it in the, oh, oh yeah, I am. I don't see it in the, um, I don't see it in the study session. No, it's not in the study session. I mean, the, well, yeah. Here, I can't. Well, um, and I know we talked about it, but um, the essentially right now, um, our rental fees for commercial, and residential is the exact same. There's no distinction between, um, and there's no distinction between single tenant, multi-tenant, nothing. It is a straight $75 pre-occupancy, $100 post-occupancy. Um, and those, unless I'm missing something as I uh, read through the ordinance, those do not seem to be aligned with anything in particular uh, related to chapter 18, one point or 183. It's on page 202 of the, uh, of the, of the regular session packet. 202? Am I sharing the screen? Yeah, yes. you're sharing it. Okay. Oh, sorry. I was I was looking up. Two oh two. What are you looking at? Computer screen. 
It's on the, the regular meeting packet. Yeah. Oh, okay. It is on two. Well, yeah. Yeah, 201, 202. Okay, sorry. I'm in, I'm not in the link. Let me get in the link. Carol, can you um, make your screen just a smidgen um, bigger right up there at, at the top? Thank you. One more. Thank you. So I think I mentioned this in the study session the last time um, when you first saw this. Is, so I looked at the several of the surrounding communities, um, Southfield, Berkeley, Ferndale, his park, um, to, and, and then discussed again with the building official. I think he charges $75 an hour per inspector per, um, per site visit. So um, this was to kind of line those numbers up and um, make sure that we're covering our inspector and administrative costs um, and getting with the times basically and not losing money on our inspection fees. So one thing that I still don't see and I'm downloading the council agenda packet for the meeting i don't see what they were beforehand so cheryl's i saw when cheryl was us hurt she's got it more broken out um she's yeah. kind of broken out better than i do mine's kind of uh right in there with the uh with that top paragraph um but cheryl's memo cover memo it's taken directly from the the fee schedule as it stands So it was a very, it was more streamlined and simpler approach that we currently had in place and that has just simply been the practice previously. Um, but when we were looking at updating our ordinances in general, we discovered that we weren't in compliance with them relative to our fee structure for um, landlords, essentially for rental property. So we, in looking at aligning what we do with what's required in the ordinance, um, we also determined that our fees did not cover the cost because we're paying the contractors um, from um, where does he work? McKenna. McKenna, thank you. Um, and so they have a set amount. And it also. What do you pay? Sorry, I was on mute. Sorry, I was on mute. What do you pay McKenna? I believe it's $75 um, per hour per site visit. So what's the proposal? So what's on the screen now are the current rates. And, and what you and what you're writing your packet was 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 the new ones with the red. With the red are the proposed new rates. Uh, I should have right made them green for go. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking right at it. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Sorry, Bruce. Oh no, I'm just pointing out. I'm goofy today. It's okay. I understood what you meant, and I <laughs> packet because I was just trying to, you know, I get it. One fifty. 
Hmm. So basically, mm-hmm. the same thing that we saw um, at our uh, study session. Right. Okay. So, anyone have any questions on this one? So the only variation from what um, Susie had drafted in her memo is that I would suggest that the new rates be effective with the start of the fiscal year of July 1. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Um, so next on the agenda is the planning commission appointments. Sorry, I had a question. The inspection trip charge was 225? Or are you moving to 225? Sorry. Um, moving towards 225. Yes, okay. Did we, did we skip the budget? In the, it looks like the, the, the budget and the capital improvement plan aren't on the agenda, but are in the packet. Yeah, I don't, um, going by the agenda, the next is the planning commission appointments. Well, apparently what I wrote on the agenda and what I had in my head didn't coincide. Okay. <laughs> so, Let's back up then and go into uh, the uh, fiscal 2021-22 budget hearing or budget discuss what's going to be in the budget hearing. Right, and in the study session packet, that's item to be, at least I thought it was, and it's on page 22. Yep. I'm on page two, 2B. It should be page 22 and up in the right hand corner is item 2B. Yep. Okay, let's roll. Okay. So this is for the fiscal 21-22 budget, which starts on July 1st of this year. And um, as we had mentioned before, the um, it's a very tight budget. And just about all of our departments, our internal departments have actually had some budget reductions, um, but we still are running a little bit short, of a little over $225,000. The um, Probably the biggest change is the reflection of the use of the bond money for the street improvements as well as the capital improvements. If you're looking at the millage rate, the 50, um, the 21-22 millage rate is projected to be 24.4906. That generates approximately $2.73 million. The general operating millage itself is reduced to 17.8783. The increase is due to the street bond millage of 3.9307 mills, which was the voter authorized um, street millage. And we were using a taxable value that's based on $152,930. So any questions in regards to the millage rate? Then in general fund revenues, the um, the information we have so far from the state is that the revenue sharing payments will be decreased a little bit, about 2%. 
um, the budget also reflects a decrease of um, $287,306 in revenue. The general fund expenditures were reduced $233,000, but we still again are reflecting the shortfall of a little over $225,000. Right, but, but when we when we finally do get the American Rescue Program funding, that should shore up most of that, correct? It depends on how we can use it. Right. Um, they've issued some rough guidelines, but they're really not specific. I would hope that we will fill most, if not all, of that gap with that funding. There is definitely a expectation that some of this is passed through. So until we get those specifics and until you make those determinations yourselves, um, I, I can't say that specifically. Yeah, okay. So based on what's being proposed, the general fund balance would be 1.5 million, um, is currently projected to be at 1.7 million. Then in regards to other revenues, that's being reduced a little over $10,000. A good portion of that is related to the community room rentals. We were doing really well and definitely on the uptake in regards to um, that as a revenue generator. But with the, um, the onset of the pandemic, it's definitely had a detrimental impact. We're hoping to start gearing up again. At the present time, the last I heard, we're still limited to 25 people within um, that space. So until that changes, it's not going to be a very heavily used um, commodity here. Um, the reductions in the Latham Village Community Foundation is related to them paying directly for the artists as part of the summer concert. They're still supporting the summer concert and this is their 25th anniversary. However, they'll be paying them directly, but they are um, funding the city and DDA for a number of other projects. And we're expecting an increase in the licensing and registration because Susie and Keld in particular are doing an exceptional job in going after the businesses and encouraging them to participate as they should in the registration process for the business licenses. I think the last count I had was 45 have already registered for this year. The deadline was extended on, from March until June 30th because of the pandemic. We did allow some additional time for them to be um, responding and a reminder letter will be going out shortly. So any questions on the other revenues? And one thing I want to mention as we're talking about the general fund and I don't think I've even touched on it previously is that we have been extremely fortunate and I'll even say blessed because we have such dedicated staff here. Um, most um, city halls have been closed. Some are still closed to the public. You may be able to get in by appointment. We've been open since April. Uh, we've done what we can to accommodate the residents here because they, many do prefer to come into the office to transact business. And we've been accommodating to that and while still maintaining safeguards for our employees, as well as the residents who are here. I just want to take a moment to thank and applaud our staff for what they've been doing above and beyond to be accommodating to our residents. 
Yeah, it's been great. They've been doing a great job. It appears that Salim is here. Thank you. Staff. So on the summary of expenditures, um, every internal department has had a reduction, as I mentioned. Um, the only exception would be for the what we call the DPS department, and that's contracted out, and that's really the expenses for Latham services as well as some of the costs associated with our contracts um, for the, um, the trash and leaf pickup services. And those have had expenses um, averaging about 2% increase in regards to those contracts. The capital improvement um, initially reflected over $331,000 in purchases and acquisitions. And looking at our budget, we uh, I made a determination to reduce that dramatic, dramatically to a little over 100,000. So a number of things that we would like to purchase um, for this coming year and need even to purchase, um, we're simply not going to do. We'll have to push that off to a future um, funding year or until other funding resources are identified for those. So any questions on the summary of expenditures? Oh. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good for now. Thanks. Okay. And the next page, if you're looking at page 27, it provides the comparison from what the current year to the upcoming proposed um, budget for the for those departments, for the general fund departments, as well as the graph identifying the, um, the changes. And you'll see on the green that most of those are a reduction from last year. So that gives you a visual interpretation of that. And the government services portion of the general fund budget, the um, citizen communication PR, there's a slight increase. That's the line item where we have communications such as the um, your town publication and with the number of projects going on we're anticipating that we are going to have more communications so that was increased slightly the training and conferences was reduced there's so many um conferences now being held via zoom uh, i'm anticipating those costs will be um, slightly less and continue for at least the time being and the planning consulting fees, the DDA has taken on a, portion, a significant portion of those costs. And this last, this current year included the master plan consulting. So that won't be a recurring um, expenditure. Postage has gone up. Um, the community, community center payments, so that's paying for the staff for the cleanup and setting of that. And as the revenues are declining, we're expecting that the costs for um, maintaining that space is also going to decline. The building inspections contract is reduced because we have brought on the full-time code enforcement um, position. And there is only the one election this year, November, 2021. So that cost center is also reduced. Any questions? Yeah, doesn't the uh, postmaster have some sort of program for postage meters for cities? I thought I remembered that. I don't know if the postmaster does. We have um, the contract with Pitney Bowes at the present time. You have a contract with who? Pitney Bowes. Bowes. Okay. 
figured I'd bring it up. I just remember that from somewhere. Well, we should be getting a discount with the issues we have with the local post office. <laughs> That's a different topic. <laughs> yeah. Separate conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, under administration, the recommendation is for a 2% salary increase for both the um, officers, command officers, as well as administrative staff. The second sergeant position has been filled and we are budgeted to um, have fully staffed police departments. And let's see, as I mentioned before, the 12 hour shift. I'm sorry, what? I saw you send something out. Who was the second sergeant? Mike Tackett. Tackett. Thank you. <laughs> so we now have the two sergeants on the two shifts, two other shifts. So that'll that'll be very good to have that supervision, especially in the evenings. The part-time code enforcement position is no longer reflected in the part-time wages. And the legal services are reduced because um, we don't anticipate having to have as many hours with the labor attorney because we're not having contract negotiations this year. Any questions there? And your um, your salary increase is going to be under the general fund. That's where it falls if and when you approve it. So, and I'm going somewhere with this. So <laughs> don't forget, I was supposed to send you um, my calendar for this week, but um, looking at my calendar for the rest of this week, I am open every evening or like around, except tomorrow, but like around 3.34. Bruce, um, if you can look at your calendar and see when we can meet with Cheryl about that. All right, well, just let me know what you guys are proposing and I can give you dates. I mean, I, I'm not sure what dates you're, you're, you're throwing out right now. I'm looking at either Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday of this week. Uh, Thursday and Friday are, Thursday definitely won't work. Friday, maybe if it's late afternoon, late afternoon. Um, and Wednesday, Sorry, not Friday. Friday would have to be um, before 12. Okay, that won't work. Um, uh, possibly Wednesday afternoon. I mean, okay, we'll, I'll send it out. Um, yeah. So we have to um, hold everybody up about it. Yeah, okay. The marijuana open house starts at 4 o'clock on Wednesday also. Isn't that the 26th? Yeah. Oh, that's next week. Never mind. You're talking this week. Okay. What, what time? What time? I make sure I have it on my calendar. What time is the marijuana thing on the 26th? Four to six. Where is it? Going to be in the community room. Oh, that's the town hall you're talking about. Sorry. Yes. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Got correct. Yep. Is it an open house or is it a town hall? Yeah. Open house. Open house. Open house. Okay. What's well, what's the difference between the two? One is going to be where that's just going to be where that presentation is going to be um, housed. Is that correct, Susie? Yeah, we're going to do a brief presentation. We'll have some posters and boards. Um, we'll have like a rolling presentation, posters and boards explaining um, 
what what's going on with cannabis. I'm chilling her working out the details um, right now, actually, uh, without the peanut gallery. And um, and so we'll be working those out and then we'll have um, it'll remain sort of in as an exhibit hall format so people can come in and and check out the information for probably another week or so afterwards so it's not where we have to be um you know and and, and speaker kind of thing so no no it's just it'd be nice to have you guys there exactly to have you there you know but we i don't anticipate some big giant panel thing right like just a right. it's know, an open house an open yeah. house make an appearance that kind of stuff and when is the town hall uh, no town hall plan. It's is, um, is, public hearing. Yeah. On, okay, so that on, was a that was a misnomer. Town hall. It's an open house. Correct. Okay. Correct. Gotcha. Public hearing on June fifteenth. Okay. I'll send the doodle out. We'll be we'll be good. We can go on to the next page. Okay. The next one is building and grounds. The um. The temporary salaries are projected to be reduced because we would be um, reducing from twice a day to the once a day sanitizing, assuming that the standards are going to be changing as well. And the parking lot and grounds is still increased 4,000 for the contracting with Southfield to sweep the um, City Hall and DPW parking lot, which is required under our MS4 permit. So I have a question about that. They're supposed to only be at City Hall and the DPW parking lot, right? Correct. City owned. So yes. So they were going down my street cleaning up. They were going down Santa Barbara cleaning up. It was probably the construction. I, I would be surprised if it, it wasn't. Yeah, I can clearly see what it is. <laughs> you know I know what's going on over here. Yeah. I'm not familiar with why they were going down there. So did you get did you get the name on the trucks? I had it at one point, not any longer. But um, so they were yeah, actually cleaning. They weren't just going down the street. No, because of the way you turned, he turned around. Let me know that he was cleaning like that. That the four way stop. Well, should be a four way stop right there. Mm -hmm. uh, the way he turned around. You know how they normally clean a a parking lot. So that's what he was doing in the um, four-way stop of Santa Barbara on lacrosse. Well, he got a bonus cleaning. So just FYI. Okay. And I think that's it on the building and grounds. Public safety. My screen is frozen. Okay, public safety. So our police department is budgeted to be fully staffed. Um, there should be a corresponding reduction in overtime. The um, actual cost for the contract with the city of Berkeley for the prisoner lockup is reflected in the budget. Um, we, we, because it was a new contract, we uh, were guessing uh, our best guesstimate of what those um, cost would be and it's coming in lower. So we have reduced that to be more reflective of our actual experience over the past two years. And the Southfield Fire and Emergency Dispatch Services contracts 
which are in the regular agenda packet are increased both by 2% um, per year for the two-year contracts. Any questions on public safety? So we've started phase one of the sidewalk maintenance program. The, um, and I want to thank Susie and Rami um, who went out and recorded and marked up sidewalks and uploaded information to the GIS system um, for over 200 properties. And so we'll be moving forward, getting that information over to GIFL so that they can um, formulate the RFP for that. And if you recall, council had agreed to um, paying for the boot grinding for the city trees that might be impacting the sidewalks. And the residents still remain responsible for the sidewalk slabs themselves. The contract with um, Lathrop Services is expected to remain relatively flat. I believe they'll be budgeted a 1% increase in their PAM. Just a slight increase, expecting that some costs might move up a little bit with them. Yeah, I, I had a question back on the um, the sidewalk flag placement and don't just yes or no on this one, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. No one else laughed, but it's $150 for each sidewalk replacement, each slab of the, okay. Because yes. when I've read this, <laughs> You read the sentence and tell me what you think it might, or maybe it's just me reading it at when I'm tired. Estimates are for approximately 450 sidewalk flag replacements at 150. And I'm just like, is that, is that just about the flags? <laughs> no. Yeah. I a, 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 side, a sidewalk block is referred to as a flag. It's called Thank a flag. You. Thank you. That's why I'm like, uh, I really could have asked before we were recorded, but I'm just going to have to make sure it's $150 per slab because I was outside counting my own slabs too. So I wanted to get an idea of what that was going to cost me. All right. So any questions on the public services? Nope, we can go to recreational. Recreation. 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 All right. Uh, this is where the community room is reflected. So we're showing another reduction in the rental um, cost there, as well as community events. And as I mentioned previously, the concerts will be funded through directly through at least the performers through the community foundation. So let me ask you this, and this is something that I, I know that we, you put something out about, um, we're gonna continue with wearing masks. And I know that it changed for being outside. Um, I'm just wondering how we're gonna handle that one. For well, it's, it's about a month away, or a little bit more than that. So we'll see what the standards are for them. But right now it appears if it's under 100 people that you're not required to wear a mask. Um, so one, it will depend on how many people turn out. I would anticipate it would be less than 100. 
but I was just at Greek Town this past weekend, and I might be wrong because it was. Yeah, packed. I was going to say that people trying <laughs> to get out of their house, and I did see the concert lineup, and it looks um pretty well, pretty good. So it could easily, at some point, go over a hundred. And I'm thinking, just as a contingency plan, that maybe we should have something, you know, um, something of what we what we're gonna do. I don't know if that is putting, you know, I think uh, Chris came up with an idea of marking spaces before, mm -hmm. um, or a mass mandate. Yeah, yeah. That, make, that makes sense. But it also, like Cheryl said, I probably, I mean, it could change five times between now yeah, and that. Changed, but I would rather us be proactive than to be yeah. reactive. So like, exactly. and we have to figure out rather not, you know, what, you know, we can talk further about it. Is it just going to be like a, a, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about it, but I just wanted to put it in your head just in case. Yeah, or possibly, possibly limited to residents only, or, you know, there's a lot of things that we could do if we have to. Right, and um, I know what some concert venues have started doing is having what they call pods. So you can have a group of about six people and that's, they can be in one space and then six feet from them can be another group of six people. So it's not necessarily every single person has to be spaced, but your, your gang can um, <laughs> be in a closer proximity to the next gathering group. Let's talk about, you know, that and the um, limited to, you know, residents and all that good stuff, um, just to have it um, in place for just in case nothing changes or goes worse. Because it could always go the, the opposite way too, you know, so. And um, I just received notification today that Randy Scott is going to have to reschedule because he's going on an international tour the weekend. We have him. So we're looking for that alternate date. So everything's a little bit fluid, okay. but we'll be taking all those considerations into, into our thoughts as we move forward. On the major streets, um, for the Public Act $51, we were keeping that flat. And um, just a reminder, we're to be saving some dollars for the upcoming 11 mile project. The capital improvement street funds um, reflect the use of street bond millage for projects. So for things that are related to the street bond, I've shaded them like that light. It's supposed to be a brown. It looks almost green on my screen right now, but a brown so they're easier to identify. So those are those particular line items. So we're looking to transfer in this current year, approximately 800,000 for projects and then 1 million projected for next year under the major street fund category. And then looking at the bond interest, interest of about 98,000. And I think you all received the communications that the bonds um, did get in the, did get a good interest rate when they were sold last week. So any questions in regards to the major streets? Mm -hmm. Then on the local streets, probably the biggest difference is that there will not be a transfer of funds from the major streets or the general fund to the local fund, local street fund budget. The um, capital improvements there as well are reflected in the, um, the brown shading and they're essentially half 
we took the amounts that we plan on spending in each year, the current year and the upcoming year between the two funds. So you'll see the same amounts. Right, and it looks it looks like the the money in and the money out are the same. So that's yeah. good. But it, it basically looks like so so to some extent we're kind of plugging the the overall hole in the general fund to some extent here in the local streets by by going into the fund balance, correct? Because it looks like um, we've got about four hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in normal expenses and about one hundred and seventy thousand, roughly eighty thousand in revenue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, that'll that'll work this year. But the fund balance is down to ten thousand. Looks like ten thousand dollars. So we're gonna have to be a little creative for next year, I think. But what we didn't take into consideration is the extra influx of money from the bonds because of the rates that we received so that's not reflected in the budget at the present time so i'm, I'm right. fairly confident that unless we have some exceptional cost overruns uh, we should be in a good shape by the end of the three-year program yeah okay and i say that cautiously as i saw gas at four dollars a gallon today <laughs> <laughs> so, so any questions on this um, local street funds. Then my personal favorite, the water. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I almost understand it now. After yeah. Pam spent about 12 hours over the weekend with me. <laughs> but um, so the rate is increasing about 26 cents um, to 43.74 based on 1,000 units. So with the water bond interest payment, um, we're adding to the water rate and the increase should, it should be 1630 per month um, per, um, per property. However, we're only doing the $10.70 per month. And some of that essentially is being offset from the, um, the money that was set aside in the fund balance for capital improvement. So if you look at the chart, and I don't see the thing that I can share my page anymore. So if you look at the chart and the current water rate is the 43.48 and going up to the 21.22 at 43.74 for the water. And the other items are the calculations of how the revenues and expenditures go as well as the revenue sources relative to the water. But what I, I'll go ahead. What I found for me personally more helpful was to look at the comparisons, where was it at? Up higher, yeah. That's not the one I was looking for. This one. So I, I tried breaking it down so that you can see more even the calculation of how we come up with it, because you take 
the rate that is looking at 1,000, but we look on units and we're only charging one unit, we figure out the one unit um, price, then multiply it by four, because that's the minimum rate that anyone is going to be charged. And from that, calculating what the monthly rates are going to be that a resident could anticipate. So the current year, that would be the 2132 for the water, $33.04 for the sewer for a total of 54.36. And that includes the charge for the bill as well as, um, is there another charge, the meter charge. So looking at what's coming up, that would increase to 65.69. And that's the addition of the $10.70 for this um, capital improvement surcharge. So if you took those charges out for the meter and the capital improvement, the difference would be between $50.43 and $51.06. So that gives you a truer picture of what we're talking about in regards to the water and sewer rates. So going back to the water fund, So this was the rate schedule and how we calculate it based on the costs associated with it. And then this page, and for this budget, I shaded in blue. So you can see those costs, those revenues and expenses that are associated with the, um, the water capital improvement bonds. So the transfer in from the bonds, we're projecting approximately $2 million. And then there are the corresponding expenses that you see on the lower chart of, of expenditures for the water fund. And that includes the projects for the new water meters, the water main project, stop boxes and um, lead and copper verifications, the lead and copper replacements, the water, water main um, replacement fire hydrants and gate valves. So any questions here? And then the next page goes into the components that make up the sewer rate. So just to um, reiterate this, which I think this is a pretty good, um, just to give people an idea, you will not, as a resident, you will not see a bill lower than $65. Correct. Okay. Just to be very clear, you will not see a bill that's lower than $65 in the 69 cents. Yes. Pam, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> so, yes. I mean, I believe that that it's, it's helpful. No, you're not wrong. Okay. It's helpful to be able to see, you know, what you're budgeting for, what the expectation is for as a resident or a bill payer. Right. And I'm, Everyone, you know, has concerns about how their dollars are being spent, especially their um, their tax dollars right. or the utility bills. But considering the amount of work that we're going to have completed over a very short period of time, that some of most of which is even required to be done, right? We're really um, getting a big bang for our buck, I think. Yeah. I agree. It's just a fact of reiterating. You will not see a, see a water bill below sixty five dollars and you know sixty nine cents. I think it's just going to be good for us to keep 
saying that because when they come out, I know that we're going to. Which, if I thought about it earlier, we could have included that more specifically in the your town because that might have been helpful. I think we did before. Yeah. Twice. We can do it for the next, for the e-newsletter. Okay. Good idea. I put it on the website. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, and it's not like we haven't been talking about it for a while now, so. Sometimes people just forget, so we yep. just keep reiterating that. Yeah, oh no, I'm, all, I'm all, all for it. Your bill will not be below $65.69. Well, there's a couple of residents who didn't even know construction was about to happen on streets until the trucks started rolling by. Right, right. So, you know, it's not things that people have on their radar, so. Then um, the debt service. Uh, so the first two lines reflect existing bonds, and then the brownish line is the um, the payment relative, the interest payment relative to the is that the interest or the principal? It's principal. Principal payment. Principal. For the street bond in the blue, there is not a principal payment this first year for the water fund. There is an interest payment, however. And then the items that we identified for the um, capital acquisition expenditures, again, those the city hall carpet replacement upstairs, the portable radios, taser, and um, the mobile um, computer for the police cars, and DPS, the leaf fact conversion kit, and the parking lot phase two for the public services department. So that comes to 110,450. And the rest is the resolution. The biggest change to the resolution was the addition of the paragraph that references the unlimited tax general obligation bond tax levy. And are we not putting the re we're not putting the resolution it, it, this afternoon or this evening, correct? That's that's what we're doing uh, next week. Is that correct, Scott? Yeah, you're so you're actually not doing the you're not doing either public hearing tonight. Um, the capital improvement plan is that that public hearing was already conducted by the planning commission on March 16th. So there's no reason to duplicate that one. Uh, plus, there was no notice that went out for tonight. Uh, and then the public hearing for the uh, actual budget resolution will will have to be um, a date will have to be determined. And then that one, we need a week's notice per our charter to, to get that public notice out. So that what happened was the, uh, the incorrect dates were on it and it didn't have the appropriate Zoom link, um, which is more than just a technical error that, that we could have, <laughs> could have worked through. So unfortunately it, it is going to require um, that it be republished and, and the appropriate amount of time prior to the scheduling the next meeting so all right so, but yeah. will, will we be at will we will be acting on the capital improvement though uh tonight right because the public hearing already took place by the client correct plan. yeah we you'll be acting on the dea budget and the, and the capital improvement but just budget resolution and again if we have a date we can announce it during the meeting tonight so that uh you know those that may have tuned in for the the public hearing on the budget tonight can can be aware of the next the next time it'll be before council so i can scratch this so cross off the public hearing 
on correct yeah both public hearings can be crossed off for tonight okay and we only need to reschedule the one for the budget correct okay i'll i'll, I'll do a motion at the beginning of the meeting that to correct it okay continue on So the actual resolution will be on your rescheduled meeting once we determine that date and time. So the capital improvement plan. Oh. No, capital approval will act on that tonight. That's what I thought. What did you just say though? The the which one do the, 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 the public hearings, we don't need either public hearing. Yeah, I tonight. know that, but Cheryl just said something different, Bruce. She said something oh. else. You just said something that. Oh, your vote on the on the city's budget will need to be rescheduled. That, okay. I don't even see it. Wait a minute. Am I not? is technically considered the resolution um and what pam has suggested is when you make the motion to approve the resolution that you also include in that resolution statement um motion that you're adopting the budget as presented is this so that, clear. Is that going to be action request d correct so we're taking that out also. that's correct that is correct, yeah. Thank you. So, Bruce, you have to do that one also. Am I boring somebody? Who is that about that? And then that will be, okay, that'll be it. So that was uh, oh never mind okay got that Bruce I'm good <laughs> I gave the thumbs up I wasn't vocal because the dogs were still barking in the background I'm sorry I was writing so Where are we at? To so on the capital improvement plan. And Scott, I might need you on this one. So the planning commission made a recommendation. So the council needs to receive that. But what staff is recommending is modified from that. So what they will be adopting will be incorporated into the budget. Correct. So what what um, what council can do is they can receive the recommendation from planning commission, um, given that it's just a recommendation and given the reality that staff has what staff has prepared in, in terms of what will be economically feasible this year. Um, the appropriate motion would be to adopt the capital improvement plan as per, as proposed by staff. 
ultimate decisions council, but that would be the prudent one. And that's um, in the suggested motion on the bottom of page 45 of the study session minutes. So that suggested motion incorporates what you what you just said, right? Yes. Okay. And it's my strong suggestion not to start um, road projects and capital improvement projects right before the end of your fiscal year because trying to divide up those costs was interesting. And then to have the bond attorney tell you that you have to report things to the IRS if you spend money before June 1st. So it's, it's been an interesting week. <laughs> so. hence, hence my comment last week about how it was great on the infrastructure committee to do all the strategic numbers and then turn it all over to you guys. <laughs> yep. So, so this spreadsheet that's before you is the one that staff adjusted to reflect more um, within our, our spending allocation. And I guess that's it for the budget. You know, we talked about the rate fee. Okay. Thank you. And it looks like it's not on the, yes, it is the planning commission appointment. Um, so I went through all three applications and the first one that I saw was the, the, the strongest I think would be um, pretty good to join the uh, planning commission to replace uh, commissioner uh, Charles is uh, Robin Dillard, Dillard Rousseau. And the reason why I was looking at her is to be um, one, because she has actual planning commission experience for one, two years and for a much larger city. Um, and yeah, that was the one. And the second one was uh, this. The second one was it was kind of hard because one I know Dawn has been involved with the uh, with us period on the committee and, and things like that. But when I was going through um, her resume, I saw that this was more of educational background. And looking at Terrence Hicks, looks more infrastructure. And um, uh, actually working in the realm of uh, projects that are planned and constructed and things to that extent. So the one that I'm recommend recommending for sure is Robin. And um, I'm up for discussion between Terrence and um, Dawn. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know Terrence, you know, he looks like he's got good experience too. I do know Don. I know she 
she's very sharp and she uh you know she did great work on the in the in, you know Celine can talk more about it than I can but from what I saw through the work that she did on the marijuana committee it was very very thorough and uh very well thought out so so um and I and I appreciate that um very much so but it, when it comes to the actual planning commission and I know how uh difficult that is that's why I, I really wanted to bring it back to uh you all to Yes, I was leaning more towards Terrence Hicks only because of the background um, that he brings to the table too. And um, yeah. But it's it it I got I was paused because it was about the first sentence is creating the workforce for it. And so that's where I got a little bit, you know, that's where my pause came. Otherwise, I would have been my the second person, but I was. Yeah, I know them yeah. both, and uh, they, I mean, they're bringing um, a level of professionalism, uh, no matter who you select. So. Um, you said you know them both. Yeah, I know them both, and they both have great work ethic, and um, yeah, just have to. Um, just kind of know who we're selecting to uh, um, for the specific task or um, what their background is. So, well, I mean, task would be the planning, be a planning commissioner. I'm, I'm not understanding right. what you're saying. I'm sorry. I'm saying, you know, whichever has a better fit. So, that's from what they're both. They're both. Paper, I'm sorry, on paper, it looks like Terrence Hicks has the, the background for the planning commission. Yeah, it looks like that. Although, although, like you said, Kelly, one thing that I'd like wish I knew a little bit more on is, you know, the creating the workforce for large infrastructure projects and all those other projects that he listed. As, you know. Do you have any more, uh, uh, Ian? About I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Do you know what that might mean, Ian? Was he in the workforce? Um, no, I, I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, because because the one the one concern I have, I mean, the, the projects, you know, definitely lend themselves to planning commission type of work, but um, it sounds like it could be like HR stuff. Well, I don't know if it's HR because then I'm looking at his card that's attached to it. It's um workforce development, community engagement, compliance monitoring, drone data collection, multi scale yeah. transportation. So it's kind of, it's a, it looks like it's kind of a catch all. And actually, yeah. let me look it up as we sit here. Wait, is Terrence's resume in here? No. No, just, 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 just see the, the, the one statement on page 50. Yeah, I mean, I like that background, but yeah, I don't know what workforce creating the workforce means, but it does seem like he's got, you know, so, his experience combined with serving as statewide director, Office of Business Development, and that. I mean, he must have experience with overseeing large projects. I mean, that's what it seems like. So if you go to his website, that's 
that's probably even more i love the fact it's veteran owned you know uh this company um and it uh it looks like it's all-encompassing not only helps with these uh these plant these projects but also tries to get the people the workforce for the projects also so if you go i don't know i can put it in the chat what the uh website is maybe i'm doing this too deep but i just want to make sure <laughs> I don't want to say what I was thinking. Um, just make sure we have someone. Uh... I don't know. I like his. Uh, so he says he's on the his website. This is the right one. Yeah. He's managed, you know, a five million dollar budget. Managed more than twenty nonprofit organizations. Emphasis on community relations and public policy. Um, I don't know. I like his background. I would go for him. I know who he is. Okay. I had to just click on the pictures and then he's <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, um, yeah, then my would be um, Terrence and uh, Robin. Recommend to you all, Terrence Hicks and Robin Willard Russoff. Those, like those, those seem like good recommendations as far as to me. Yeah, and then we can just keep Dawn's on file for if there's another another uh, opening on that board or another board. That sounds like an absolute plan. And we'll uh, we'll circle we'll we'll circle back to her. I assume to let her know that, that she wasn't chosen so that we don't leave her in a lurch because they were the only three that applied, correct? Yes. Yeah, so we should respond to all of them. Don't get me wrong, her resume is quite impressive. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's right too. She did a lot of good, great work for us on the marijuana committee. She did, she was really impressive on that committee. I wonder if she was in the same class as my husband for Leadership Detroit. Okay, well, we well, that's my recommendations for that. Anyone else? Does anyone have any questions? Okay, anyone have any comments? I got a few. Okay. Um, so I'll bring the bring up the first one so that it'll make everybody smile. Uh, I'm going to say the words bumper blocks. Um, and this is a question for for Scott. So there is a major uh, reconstruction project, parking lot reconstruction project going on on the west side of Southfield Road between Cambridge and uh, California, California Southwest. So it's basically the Plotnik uh, CPA building, uh, the KB salon, and then uh, Fortson. So there's, there's three, three buildings there. Um, they basically ripped up the entire parking lot extracted you know all the existing concrete and they're they're re-asphalting you know all the, the alleyways as well as the front which is which is awesome but that brings up the question now that's that's a major enough project and i would assume that two of those three buildings kb and, and fortson are one one two of the i think four properties that did not have bumper blocks and were also huge were the majority of those pictures that i've been sharing over the years 
occur. Um, so I am assuming that that this is something that we can now bring them into co into compliance with code. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a significant enough um, improvement that they would have to bring the whole parking lot up to current ordinance standards. Okay, Susie, Cheryl, can we make sure that that happens, please? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Jim's already on them about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so that was one uh, question just from the from reading the reading the, the packet. Um, so I noticed in there that uh, uh, DiMaggio Fine Art uh, in the police report uh, that they had seven uh, false alarm uh, visits. Um, do we charge? Don't we charge after like the second one or something like that? Yeah, they, they get cited. He's been cited before for excessive false alarms. Right. So I and I don't know if they've issued him a new citation or not for these recent ones, but but he has been previously cited. So okay. Can we follow up and see if that's happened? Yeah, um, I did check with the chief on when I saw that report as well and um, asked if we were following up in regards to our ability. Um, to enforce it. So he did say that they are following up with those citations. I'll get more specific information. Okay. We've had several of them this year already. Tickets. And I'll, I'll double check as well. Okay. Uh, thanks, Scott. And uh, thanks, Scott's plural. Um, and then the, the last thing I was, was just curious I know we, we've been talking about for the last couple of years about, you know, uh, getting going in and inspecting the buildings with the fire marshal and the code enforcer and so forth um have we i know we've done some of jets buildings on the on the east side have we done the annie lathrop school as part of this process as a matter of fact we talked about that today so um uh Last Friday, Jim uh, spent a significant amount of time uh, walking through Cernel properties, doing the inspections uh, for their business licenses and commercial landlord licenses. And Rob Crockwell has asked for Jim and Fire Marshal Alvo to do an inspection of the school. So they, re they requested it. They requested it. He wants to know what kind of things they can do. Huh. So I'm going on a field trip whenever that date's scheduled. Um because okay. I really I'm I'm curious to see what they can do too. Cause I don't think it's much, but um so stay tuned. Uh I know we're not scheduling uh inspections this week. We're gonna this is gonna be kind of like a, a catch-up week since uh there's had we've had to reschedule a few. So um stay tuned, I'll let you know. Um, related to that, um, that conversation, we have, I guess we'll call it a, a building and project meeting every Monday um, with staff and contractors um, in regards to the status of various projects and to make certain everyone has the same information and to keep things on track. So one of the things that came out of that conversation was that we have vacant buildings and we do have requirements that they register them properly. So one of the things that we'll follow up with um, the school building in particular is that they're properly registered relative to having a vacant building. Okay, thank you. That's all I have. And I want to mention, you know, technology is wonderful when it works, but apparently <laughs> something happened with the agenda packet. 
And one of the items on the regular agenda for the MDOT um, resolution for the grant application for the street project, the TED grant, somehow didn't get included in the packet, although it was in the system, so don't ask me. But anyway, I just sent you an email with a copy of the resolution and I think they have the, um, the backup. What, what, what specifically was, I'll, I'll put that in my, in my motion to modify the It's agenda. on the agenda, the contents weren't there. Oh, okay, okay. So that yeah, was it was weird because like the, the agenda packet, like some of your introductory letters were after the, the information and it was, some it was things moved and I don't know why they moved. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So, but anyway, so I just wanted to alert you that Scott Ringler let me know he didn't see it in the packet. So that's why I sent it out by email. So we need to put that in there where? Okay. It's already on there, right? It's yeah, on just, the agenda. Yeah, yeah, it's just not in the packet. Right. And now that I'm looking, there doesn't seem to be a link for the first Friday of the National Gun Violence Awareness. So that might be missing in the packet as well. So uh, that was that was one of the ones that seemed like it was all messed up. It, it, the, there were a lot of documents there for the gun violence, but it didn't look like they were in. They were there, but yeah, something happened. I don't know what, but anyway. yeah, I, fi I figured as much. <laughs> okay, it's hard to spot check when it's three hundred and forty-one pages, four hundred and thirty-one. Four hundred and thirty-one. Four hundred and thirty-one pages. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, you'll need to sign off and sign back on for the regular session at seven. Is there, I know that um, the vet really wants to get that notice out. Can we agree on a date and time um, for next week for the budget, the special budget meeting? When don't we, I mean, I know that sometimes we have um, our Mondays, our no, I don't know about you. I don't really have anything Monday, but um, I, I can't make it Monday. Well, Monday, yeah, next Monday wouldn't give days. us enough time to, to publish it. We need at least one week. And ideally, um, I would like to keep it in the month of May to be compliant with our charters at least as closely as possible. So, well, um, well what about that Wednesday since we've got the marijuana open house anyway? So that way we can make make uh, appearances and, and then have the meeting. Oh, but the meeting wouldn't be in person, it'd be via Zoom, never mind. But we could still do it via Zoom. And Ian said he thought he could make it on the 26th. Yeah, it's looking less and less that I can make it, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> I can't do the 26th. I mean, okay. after- I'm gonna try my best, but. You could try the 31st if that works. That's a Monday still. 31st is a holiday. Oh, it is a holiday. Yeah. So I'm let's open. just shoot for Wednesday. I mean, let's I try it earlier in the day. Work for people, not at no. all. I can do during the day, but I cannot do Wednesday. No. How about Tuesday, Kelly? I can. Yeah, I could do. I could do Tuesday afternoon. How about you, Celine? Because then we could at least have a quorum and we could be good. Yeah, my, next week I'm pretty open all week. Tuesday's fine. Let's plan it for Tuesday, Ian. Can you? Um, Tuesday? Yeah. No. The twenty fifth. Yeah. No. He, he, no, I can't make it on the 25th. 
You can't, but we can get a quorum on the 20, 25th. 26th. 25th. The 25th. You can get a quorum on the 25th? Yeah. Kelly, myself, and Salim can all make it on the 25th. Okay. I mean, yeah. if I, I, I'm clearly saying I, I don't think I can make it on the 25th. If I have a, an opening, I will log on. You know I will, but yeah, it's going to be tough. So Tuesday the 25th at what time? Six. Work. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't hear you, Callie. I saw, saw you. I'm sorry. It's, my dog is barking so much going in the background. I want to like let you all hear all that. So the 25th is fine for me. At, at six, will six work? Yes, at six okay. o'clock. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Okay. And then any other questions on any of the other general agenda items? No, there wasn't. And I didn't have a comment. So. Jill did respond, uh, Bruce, with respect to the flags, and, and she's comfortable and confident that it's inclusive in the definition of a sign. So she wasn't recommending any additional language. Okay. Um, just to point out the in, in the packet, uh, the sign ordinance was in there three times and the first two were not the correct versions the third one was the correct version so when we approve it um in, in council we need to make sure we're referencing the correct version got to hear my noise now you said the third one which page is that was uh hang on let me get my book Uh, okay, so that's the second one. The third one, I, I know what's uh, 367 was the table that I was looking at. So it starts on, just backing up here. It'll take a second, it's a long document. Uh, looks like it starts on page 354. We got to make sure we put that in the motion. So that's the correct one on page three fifty four. Right. What? What? Well, I'm looking for what letter, what action item it is. Uh, 11G. G. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. And what page did I? Sorry. What page did I say? Three fifty four. Yes. Okay. If it helps, that one is dated 5-10-21. All right, 5-10-21. All right, so I'll make that motion and I'll just uh, add, those, add those parameters to the motion. Uh, so um, it is seven o'clock. So any questions, let's hold them until we you have, have a person in the audience. Oh, I'm sorry, thank you. Um, do we have a public comment? This is time for public comment, um, which yes, we, 
Yeah, I was filming you. Nope, I was on the right thing. Double count. Is there any? Zelda? I don't see any. Sorry, you're gonna, I have a house right now. So I'm sorry, whatever you hear, you hear. <laughs> Never fail. My hand's raised. Okay. Uh, we're all logged in to uh, the next uh, Zoom. I'll get all this under control and then we'll be ready to <laughs> fill up our meeting. Thanks. <laughs>